Hello and welcome to Backchat, your podcast all about scoliosis, yoga and back care. My name is Christine Jaregiberry. I'm a yoga teacher, creator of the Yogaberry Yoga for Scoliosis community and YouTube channel. And this show is all about supporting you on your scoliosis journey. So if you're looking for practical advice and inspiration on how to manage the condition with yoga and movement, then you're in the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Backchat. Welcome to Yogaberry, your yoga for scoliosis community. So happy that you're here. Either you're here live or maybe you are tuning in um, afterwards. And it's a little bit confusing right now, I heard. Um, we've just had our Yoga for Scoliosis um, practice session in the Shine membership, which happens every Wednesday at 4 p.m. my time, which is London. Um, but it sounds like uh, you guys in North America, you've already gone into daylight savings time, whereas we are going into daylight savings time in a couple of weeks time. So it's all a little bit muddled up, I'm afraid right now, um, but we are going to be back to normal times probably in a couple of weeks as well. And um, yeah, this is just North America and us here in Europe, but wherever you are, it might even be different. So always a little bit confusing. Anyway, so glad that you're here. And today I'm going to be answering some questions um, some of you have submitted some questions already beforehand, so I'm going to go through those. But if you are here live, then do use this opportunity and obviously ask me your questions. And I am in my practice space today, um, so I can demonstrate any poses as well, if you would like me to. So if you are here and you're not driving, you're not doing anything else, then feel free to use the chat, let us know where you're from, let us know where you are. And if you've got any questions right now about yoga and scoliosis, and I'll be happy to answer them for you. Um, so before I go into this, I just wanted to mention, um, and if you haven't watched the, the lovely interview that I did with Adeline last week, um, so my lovely teacher Adeline, and I've been um, practicing with her for over over 10 years now. Um, she's been my teacher for over 10 years. And she's teaching a workshop for us in the Shine membership, which is called the Soft Spine, a somatic approach. And um, yeah, it sounds really, really intriguing to me. And I can't wait for that. That's happening on Sunday, um, 3 to 5 p.m. So if you are a Shine member, you will already know about it, of course. If you still want to join us for that workshop, you can um, by joining the Shine membership and you could just be a member for a month if you want and get all the, the practices that are in there um, or you stay on, of course, if you if you enjoy it. So that is in the description below. Just look for the um, link to the Shine membership and then you will be notified of the, the workshop as well, which is happening on Sunday. Good, lovely. So welcome. We've got DF here um, right now. So tell us what your name is, maybe. And he or she is saying, can I do a rowing machine with a spinal fusion? So this is a um, this is a little bit of a tricky one. I would say here it depends. 
I think if it depends on your fusion, first of all, um, it depends on if you've been using it beforehand, before you've had your surgery. Um, and in general, I would say to be conservative, if you've got a lumbar fusion, um, or even if you do not have a lumbar fusion, but just a thoracic fusion, it wouldn't be my first choice of machines, to, to be honest. Now, little disclaimer, I'm not an expert on gym equipment. Um, so you might want to have a look at the interview with uh, Caroline Friedman or um, Beth Terranova from Strength and Spine, who are, who's, who's a strength training expert. She's a much better person to ask about these sort of things. Um, but just kind of thinking about the position that you're in when you're in a, in a rowing machine, I would imagine it's, you know, something like this. Again, I'm not a gym equipment user really, but just from a logical point of view, you are much more likely to put pressure onto your lumbar spine in this position. So I, there are much better things that you can do. Maybe you can find something that you can do in standing where you can maybe still, because this movement is actually really great for the back, obviously for the back muscles, but maybe see if you can maybe do this in a standing position um, with some other equipment, like a resistance band, for example. So that would be um, my answer to that. Again, I'm a yoga teacher. <laughs> But uh, this is this is my these are my thoughts on this. So I'm hoping that this helps. Um, let us know, DF, if that is uh, satisfying as an answer for you. Good. And then I've got uh, Reem as well, who had a question on Instagram. And if you don't follow me on Instagram yet, it's yogaberry.scoliosis. Um, is asking how long do I need to treat my scoliosis, right? And I think that's that's a great question, right? How long do I need to treat my scoliosis? I'm going to, and she did put an emoji of crying tears in there as well. Um, so I'm hearing from that that she feels a little bit hopeless and it feels like... Um, a little bit overwhelming, possibly. This is just me kind of uh, trying to um, assess what's what's really going on here. So my answer for that, for everlasting, Laura is saying for everlasting. I will, as always, say it depends to begin with. Um, if if you have a structural scoliosis, meaning that the bones are affected it's not going away. And even if you have surgery to straighten your spine, and we have a few members um, in the Shine membership who, who do have spinal fusion as well, and they will be able to confirm this, there will still be scoliosis, right? Even if you have a surgery to straighten your spine, and yes, they will take out some of the curve but some of it will probably still stay. And then also just to, to kind of remind you that it's not just the spine that is affected. It's everything that is, is affected in the body. So it's the muscles, it's the fascia, connective tissue, um, the way that the organs kind of arrange them, themselves around the scoliosis. And that is not 
going to change overnight. And again, I'm, I'm talking here about surgery, even if they do straighten the spine. Um, you can just without surgery, of course, you can you can definitely get improvement and you can improve your, your posture um, and you can improve the postural element, meaning the, the muscles and the top, soft tissue, but you're not going to change the bones at the end of the day. That's the bad news. The good news is um, you can still have a long and happy life, even if your spine looks like this, right? And I kind of drew like a, a double S curve here. <laughs> so even if you have a large curvature, and I've seen very, very large curves, it doesn't mean that you're going to end up in a wheelchair or anything, or that you're going to have major problems in your life. It just means that you need maybe a little bit of maintenance to make sure that you do all that you can, that it, that it doesn't get worse. Maybe educating yourself about your scoliosis, what you can do maybe to sit a little bit better, to stand a little bit better, to maybe do some, some uh, movements and exercises that will help you improve your posture. But it certainly doesn't mean that you're going to have um, all sorts of, of problems. So that's kind of the long-winded answer to, to your question, Reem. So um, it's kind of a long life thing, really. And, you know, it's a little bit like looking after your teeth, right? You need to brush your teeth twice a day. Um, why wouldn't you take time to look after your spine as well? So see it kind of as a, um, yeah, a little bit more lighthearted is, is what, what, what my suggestion would be, not as something you're trying to get rid of, but just something that you are trying to um, live. Well, again, that sounds a little bit negative. Um, to be your best version, basically, of with the spine that you have, the spine that you've been given. And that um, doesn't mean that you're going to be, you know, worse off in anything. Again, there are very high, um, high level athletes that have scoliosis. Um, there are there are people who can do amazing, amazing things. You are super strong. Doesn't mean that you're weak. Doesn't mean anything like that. But you are going to have to do a little bit of maintenance. So I'm hoping that answers your question, Reem. Thank you so much for that one. And good. So we've got Phoebe here. Mm, is there other other sleeping positions for scoliosis? What do you mean by other ones, Phoebe? That sounds to me you've you found one already. Um, and there is a whole video from me about sleeping positions. It's just me basically sleeping on my yoga mat <laughs> to to show the 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 different versions of it. Um, it's a little bit like, and I'm glad you're asking this, Phoebe, because this always comes up: sleeping and sitting. They're kind of the main ones that that people want to know. What I would ask myself is, first of all, if you if you know what your scoliosis pattern is. Um, then that's relatively easy to, to figure out what, what you need to do. Basically, you do not want to hang out in your pattern 
for long periods of time. What do I mean by that? Gonna have do a little demonstration. I'm not wearing my scoliosis t-shirt, unfortunately, but um, you can see me anyway. So if you imagine, and my that's my curve pattern is a left lumbar curve. So this is my left side. So the curve is going towards the left. It might be mirrored here. So what I don't want to do is anything like this, right? So like, for example, I'm going to move a little bit further away so you can see, for example, kind of hanging out here for long periods of time. So you, you can see why this would be not a good idea. So if my curve is going to the left and then I'm kind of sitting here and not making it worse, I wouldn't say that, but you're not helping it either. You're just basically vesting in that uh, pattern that you're already in. Same thing when you're lying down with this same curvature, imagine it's going to the left, doesn't work so well on a, on a hard surface, but it gives you a little bit of an idea. And I do have a narrow waist and wider hips, so hopefully that shows it. When I lie down and imagine now this is a soft surface, I would be sinking into it even more. And that would just be hanging out into my lumbar curve. Now, this doesn't mean it's going to get worse straight away, but do you really want to hang out like this for eight hours while you're sleeping, while you could actually be lying on the other side as well, right? So, um, it's so I'm, I'm hoping that this makes a little bit more sense, Phoebe. So we need to know basically which way your, your curve is going. Um, it might be a better idea to lie on your concave side rather than, than your convex side. Um, lying on the back is usually what people, uh, what probably medical professionals would see you like to see you do. Uh, however, that's not really um, accessible for everyone. So some people just can't, like myself, I can't sleep on my back. So I do have to sleep on my side. If you do sleep on your back, you kind of need some nice support around your head because once you start to fall asleep, your head kind of turns to the side and then um, you have a kind of a big twist here in, in your neck. Most important thing is obviously that you are actually comfortable so that you can sleep. So I would say that is always the, the, the number one thing to think about. Lying on the belly is generally not advised. Um, it's just not a very good place, basically. Um, but yeah, so these are, these are your options, Phoebe. I hope, let me know if that is helpful to you at all. I'm hoping that makes sense. But it's really important that you know if you have a significant scoliosis, that you know which way it goes, right? Um, and there's a number of ways to, to find out. The best thing to do is obviously get an x-ray and get a proper diagnosis. And if they tell you, for example, um, you've got a left lumbar, right thoracic curve or anything like this, left and right always means the convex side of the curve, which was another question I, I saw recently. So. I thought I'd answer that. So let me know, Phoebe, if, if this is helpful. 
at all um, while I find the next question. And I believe that's Laura. So Laura had a great question. Um, let me know if you're still here, Laura. So Laura's question was, what is the difference between elongating and stretching? And when do we need to do one or the other? Um, and I love this question. And if you've ever been to, if you've ever um, followed any of my practices, either on YouTube or in the membership, I talk about elongation a lot. Um, sometimes I use the word stretch, but I'm kind of trying to separate those two. So Laura is very, very right in, in saying, in asking this question, what, what do you mean? What is actually the difference? Is there a difference? And to me, yes, there is a difference. So stretch, and you might want to look back at that um, back chat, Laura, that we did with, what was her name? I'm trying to think of her name. Chris Cub. She talked about stretching and the different ways of stretching, the different um, ways of stretching. So you might want to look this up. Basically, stretching and, and what I mean by it when I use the word is a type of stress to the tissue, not in a bad way necessarily, but a challenge to the to the tissues. Um, and it, it comes with a lot of sensation, usually. So I've got a few props here to demonstrate for you, Laura. So this would be a stretch. This would is kind of how I would Mm, imagine or try to visualize a stretch in my body, right? So it's like a it's like a pulling apart. Obviously, when you let go of the stretch, your body will just go back to its normal position. Otherwise, you might have really long arms or long legs if you if if you would actually permanently change the the shape if you're stretching. So that's what it is. It's a stress, right? It's it's a type of Im wrong word again, impact, but there's something happening here that pulls it apart, but then again it kind of comes back afterwards. So that would be a stretch a stretch. A stretch is usually uh, accompanied by sensations. Elongation got two props here that I would like to show. So one of them is my cable, which I always like to use when I talk about rotation, of course. So this would be much more of a, an example of elongation, right? I'm, I'm lengthening, but I'm not stretching the cable. So stre stretching it, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to break it, would be going beyond, right? It would be going out of it. It's Elongation is, is creating the maximum amount of length, but it's not going beyond what is possible. Um, another thing, I found my, my grandmother's pearl necklace actually, which I thought was quite a nice way of showing this. So if you imagine you have this kind of tangled up necklace and you 
elongate, you're creating space, right? You're creating space and you can even imagine these are the vertebrae and you're creating space for the discs in between. So elongation for me is, is much more about creating space. Stretching is more about going beyond and mm, stress. And again, I don't mean the stress of like, oh, I've got so much to do stress, but stress to the, to the tissue and a sensation of stretch. I wonder if that helps, Laura. Does that make sense? Just let me know. Otherwise, I, I see if I can be a little bit clearer. Okay, so Phoebe's saying, thank you. I will now change my sleeping positions again. Okay, I wonder what you've been doing and what made you rethink this, Phoebe? Um, what did I say? <laughs> okay, Roman is asking how to fix a rotated pelvis. When I bend over, the right side of the pelvis sticks out. When I bend over, the right side of the pelvis sticks out. So um, sticking out at the back or sticking out at the side would be my question. And so this is what I'm what I'm kind of what I'm imagining from here is that maybe it sticks out to the side slightly here. If you watch my kind of my right side right now, I'm allowing that to kind of go out to this. So this is me if I if I hang out into my lumbar curve that's what would happen right the 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 right side would kind of stick out very difficult for me to do now i don't know if you can see this so that would be kind of a sticking out hip so what i would say to that without obviously seeing you roman and without um knowing more where this is coming from so this could obviously be a, there could be a number of reasons maybe one of your legs is longer than the other, uh, in which case you might need to um, wear a heel lift or something like that. If it, if it is purely from the scoliosis, I would work a lot with um, creating stability around this section, the hips and the, um, the core. So, Think of it as kind of if you if you've seen any any children who are having to wear the scoliosis brace, you want to start creating your own brace, not by making you something to wear as a as a brace, but by building up your muscles so they are acting like a brace and they are keeping you there. So a little experiment for you. So if you are seeing this kind of sticky outy bit in the in the hips, right, and you you just kind of see where you are right now. And again, it's a little bit difficult for me because I've um, already done my practice today, but I'm doing my best. So the, the right hip is sticking out. Try using a block, bring it to the inner size and then squeezing your legs and notice what's happening. So hang out and then squeeze your legs. So can you see what's happening to my hips? So this is if I don't engage, if I just hang out 
And then if I use my legs and I squeeze and I lengthen, I can kind of bring my torso back over the pelvis. And that's essentially what it is. It's that the, the hips are going one way and the torso is going another way. Okay. Let me know if that helps. Um, where was I? I don't want to miss anyone. So my apologies if, if I miss you, if I skip, um, then just make sure to remind me. Okay, we've got Jill, Jilly. <laughs> Hi, Christine. Any tips for helping with truncal shift? I have a long thoracolumbar curve. My balance is not great. I wonder if this helps what I just said, Jill. Um, that might have kind of answered your question as well because it's it's a similar sort of thing except for the first one it was the hips kind of over and and now you are talking about that the the trunk is actually going over to to one side so what we just did that might might help you um so thoracolumbar so curves are tricky in a way, but they're also simple in another way because you only have to worry about one major curve, of course. So you could maybe think about, um, again, I would practice poses that are quite symmetrical in the beginning, especially to help you to bring the trunk back over the over the pelvis. Because if you then, if you start to go into things like triangle pose or warrior poses, it becomes very, very complicated. So make sure you're keeping it really, really simple in the beginning. Maybe just do that one with the with the block and squeezing. And what do you have to do? So it's like a tiny little shift. And I don't know, you haven't told us if it's right or left, of course, but I'm going to assume you've got a left thoracolumbar curve, which is easier for me to show. I would be thinking about shifting the ribcage over to the right. And a, a mirror is really, really useful for that, for that sort of thing. Um, so let me know if that helps. Okay, Laurie Mitchell is, is asking, would hanging from a bar be stretching or elongating? Great question. Um, so I would say to this, because I, I, I like this and I, I have a chin up bar as well, which I use. If you have your feet on the ground and you have your arms up, you can elongate. If you are free hanging, that would be stretching to me. So I'm seeing it as more as if you kind of go beyond. <laughs> which you are if you are hanging, if you're just free hanging and, and your, your, your muscles are going to be holding on for dear life because they want to protect the joints, of course, and make sure you don't lose your arms. Um, that would be a stretch to me. If you are in contact with the ground, then you can elongate. I wonder if that makes sense. Obviously, if you don't agree, <laughs> you can let me know as well. 
Okay, so Laura is saying when your muscle is tight or with a spasm, you need to stretch. But on the other hand, we need to strengthen it. When your muscle is tight or with spasm, you need to stretch. But on the other hand, we need to strengthen it. Um, mm, no, I don't, I wouldn't agree with that. So stretching is, there, there, there is a lot of kind of research going into this, into this area right now. And, and I would really check out that, um, that interview with Chris Cobb about the, the stretching if you're interested in this. Stretching rarely releases anything. It might, it's, it's just, it might be very temporarily, right? Yes, you might be kind of pulling something apart and it feels good, feels released, but it usually just comes back to where it was before. So um, over long periods of time, so longer stretches are better than shorter stretches in this um, in this sense, mm, but really to release, you want to soften, right? You want to soften the muscles. So if you're even thinking about this stretchy band, do you soften anything when you stretch it? No, not really, right? You're kind of softening when you stretch and you release. So I would be more um thinking about releasing something in a different way maybe not with stretching so restorative is my go-to but on the other hand we need to strengthen it and you do want to strengthen both sides remember you want to um what you want to do is you want to come out of your pattern and strengthen overall and i always see this as most people with scoliosis have one loud side that um, has a lot of sensation, gripping, tightening, and then one quiet side, which where nothing is really happening. So what we want to do is just evenly distribute the load a little bit more because one side, especially if you've got a um, thoracolumbar curve like, like Jill, for example, um, then, then, you will want to kind of create a little bit more balance rather than having one side work being overworked and the other side not participating at all. Um, good. So Phoebe saying, uncomfortable sleeping with my tummy. The curve is on my left hand side. Yes. So sleeping on the tummy is probably the only one I would avoid <laughs> in the long term, if you can. But if you can't sleep any other way, you know, then um, it's better that you sleep rather than torturing yourself. Good. So Anessa just joined a little bit later. I have scoliosis on the right hand side, S shape. What sleeping positions is best? Thank you. So you might want to listen back to the beginning, Anessa, where I was talking about the, the sleeping positions. Um, if you have an S curve, what I said about concave on con convex side, think about the lumbar part of your S-curve rather than the thoracic part, right? Because when you're lying on your side, it's more the waist kind of dropping 
in um, and the difference between the waist and the hips that are causing the problems rather than the rib cage. Um, good. So Jill, I assume this was about the, the pose with the block. Um, I'm hoping that that was helpful. Minus right and severe, so plus 70 degrees. Give it a try, yes. Do you see if that, if that helps? So Gail is asking, hang out then in constructive rest pose. Yes, or other restorative poses, right? To, to release, I'm assuming, is, is the question. Um, you know, I love the prone uh, position, so lying over a bolster on your belly. So I'm going to show this to Phoebe as well, who might enjoy this if she really likes. And I don't mind as I don't, I don't mean it as a sleeping position, by the way, Phoebe. Um, but if you like sleeping on your belly, then you might enjoy this as a yoga pose as well. So you would take a bolster and then maybe take a blanket, something like that, to put underneath the head. So you use the bolster in a long way and then lying on top of the bolster, supporting the forehead like this. So this is not a stretch um, at all, really. It, it's just kind of a neutral position, but it allows for all the muscles across the back to soften and to release. And if you don't believe me, then maybe try it out and see, see what, what it does for you, right? So for some people, this just doesn't work because they don't like being on their belly. But someone like Phoebe might quite enjoy lying on the front and having the back open and then breathe into your back. That's working with the breath is going to be much more powerful in terms of releasing than stretching. Stretching is always only going to be very, very temporarily. Um, and Chris was actually explaining this in, in much more detail, saying that the, the sensation that we feel of, I do a stretch and it feels better, is usually just because the nervous system is kind of moving into the, the parasympathetic system. So moving away from the stress response, you're relaxing basically and because you are relaxing because of movement or whatever you're doing it feels better afterwards interesting isn't it <laughs> i find it interesting okay can you write the name of the guy you interviewed for stretches topic so her name was chris cub so i'm just posting it into the chat it was, I think it was just before Christmas um, that I was talking to her. Lady, not a guy. <laughs> okay, so uh, we have Anessa saying, does weight training help to strengthen the back muscles? And is it, I imagine that would be safe to do? So again, I'm a much better person to talk 
um, to talk about weight training is I always recommend uh, Beth Terranova because I think she's fabulous. Um, she is a physical therapist and she is she really specializes in, in strength training. Um, and you find her on Instagram at strength and spine. And I'm just trying to think what she would say. She would say, yes, of course, strength training is good. It can it can help. Is it safe to do? Yes, if you do it correctly, if you do it with. So for someone like Jill, for example, who's got a, a more than 70 degrees um, curvature, you want to be sure that you're not just hanging out in your curve pattern and then strengthening on top of that, right? You're probably going to make it worse in a way. But what she can do is learn how to come maybe a little bit out of her pattern. She won't come out completely because that's a big curve, but maybe a little bit thinking about, you know, drawing in from that convex side and then strengthening. Yes, that's great. But again, you want to make sure that you do kind of the things that are right for you, for your body um, and that are right right now. So with strength training, as much as I know about it, is that you want to progress slowly and want to make sure um, that you're not overdoing it straight away. So hoping that helps. Good. So Anessa was also asking what, oh, you mean, uh, I think you mean Beth Terranova. I'm also putting that in, Terranova. Recommending a lot of people here today. I should get paid for this, right? <laughs> um, yes, so Beth Terranova, uh, strength and spine is her Instagram handle. So um, if you are in, on Instagram, check her out or you can just Google her. She's got a website obviously as well. So she's a good person to ask about weight training um, you know, gym things, gym equipment, and all of that. So she's a great person to ask for this. Good. Lovely. I think I've uh, covered all the questions. Did I? Oh, I had one more. Sorry. So I had one more question, which was about side plank, <laughs> of course. And this was a question from the Facebook group. Uh, Betty is asking, can I ask a stupid question? There are no stupid questions, Betty. When someone says to do a side plank on the convex side, does that mean with the convex side down towards the floor? Yes, it does. And this is a, a Lauren Fishman type of, of thing, of course. Lauren Fishman um, is a... Uh, a medical professional, a, a doctor in, in the US, and he's he's been doing some research over the years into that pose and the effects it has on scoliosis. So he, the best to my knowledge, last time I spoke to him, said to do it on the convex side of the lumbar curve. Um, it didn't work for me, I have to say. Mm, and I've kind of moved away from the from that approach. However, he's coming to talk to me next month 
think it's next month. Um, so I, I keep you updated on the date. Might be beginning of May, actually, that he's coming. And he's going to tell us about his latest research as well. So that will be great. And then he can tell us what we should be doing. Um, okay, so Anessa is saying, please can I ask you something I saw on Google? Mm, okay. SOS scoliosis, where apparently they give you exercises and they have said the curvature goes less. Is this true? <laughs> can this happen? Okay, great question. You have to be really, really careful with these sort of, of claims, right? And when you see um, a before and after. Mm, so I'm going to say if you are still growing, then you've got a much better chance of scoliosis improving. Even a structural scoliosis can improve when you are still growing. If you are an adult, it's, it's very unlikely that the bones themselves will change. What you can, however, improve, again, is the, the appearance of it, right? The, the muscles, and maybe you saw some before and after pictures um where it just looks a little bit more balanced when um after after the sessions and as they're saying they're charging 3500 pounds i was shocked yes <laughs> they are expensive right and and um karen actually one of my clients he was on a couple of weeks ago she she has some experience with that as well so you might want to listen to that as well so she did she did enjoy as much as you can enjoy that that sort of thing, um, boot camp style. And I do think she got a lot out of it, but it has to be kind of the right person doing it. And um, it, it's not guaranteed that you're going to be, certainly not after four weeks, I think that's very unlikely that you're actually reducing a cob angle. Um, Roman is saying, is it true that we should strengthen the convex side of the curve and do we need to symmetric, do we need to do symmetrical exercise to strengthen the back muscles? Um, so two questions. I would say, and I love what Karina Tech says about this. So she says, you are strong in your curve in your pattern right now, unless you've already been in addressing this, obviously. So what you want to do is strengthen, but out of your pattern. And that means shortening the convex side, and it means lengthening the concave side, but strengthening overall. So I'm gonna say that again. So you want to shorten the convex side and you want to lengthen the, not stretch necessarily, lengthen the concave side and strengthen overall. Um, because the concave side is usually the side that is a little bit, is not really responding very much, right? It's not really participating. So again, in my opinion, um, you're much better off 
strengthening that way rather than just doing one side. What you can do is if you do a, a yoga pose or whatever exercise you do and you notice one side is harder than the other, then you do the, the one that is harder, obviously a little bit more. So that's where I would work asymmetrically. Um, but yeah, hopefully that helps. Does that answer your question? Do we need to symmetrically exercise to strengthen the back muscles? Again, it depends what, what exactly you're doing. And I would always say correct as much as possible and then strengthen. So if you don't mind, can you recommend anywhere to go for help as I have been doing exercises, but nothing has improved. So obviously what I'm going to tell you is join us in the Shine membership, uh, which is my membership where we um, practice yoga for scoliosis. So if, if you are kind of looking for something long term, again, I, I would never say join, and join the Shine membership and your spine will be straight. No, this is about managing scoliosis. It's about um, feeling well in your body, moving well now in 10 years time, in 20 years time, in 50 years time, however old you want to be, right? This is much more important to me, in my opinion, than having a straight spine. So if that sounds like something you would like to do, then the, the Shine membership is a, is a good place because that's what we're we're doing and what we're doing in there is giving you the tools that you can help yourself really at any stage of your of your life um so it's it's a slightly different approach i would say um to yes what what those type of companies are doing so that's that's what I would say. But I would also say to you, Anesta, you need to find something that you enjoy. If you are not enjoying it, you're not going to do it. If you're not doing it, it's not going to work, whatever it is. Right. So it, it's very, very important that you find a teacher, professional, whatever, um, a guide who you connect with, um, who you feel comfortable with, who you trust and who you can work with because again if you are not motivated um if you're not sure really you're not going to do it and then I'm, I'm afraid it doesn't work so it's just as simple as that good lovely guys that were those were some great questions here today so i'm going to leave it as at this if you haven't joined the facebook group so it's the Yoga for Scoliosis community. If you are on Facebook, then make sure you join that. That's free of charge. Um, it's a good place to start. Obviously, my YouTube channel is a good place to start as well. There's a playlist called Get Started, something like that. Well, the basics, I think it's called. Um, to kind of, if you're new to this topic and you want to um, kind of get your, find your way into it then um, you can you can absolutely check that out um, keep asking your questions of course either in the facebook group you can find me on instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis and um, yes thank you so much jill is saying great informative chat as always um, 
very sensible advice. Thanks, Christine. Ah, you're welcome. <laughs> Good, lovely. So next week, guys, we've got finally Celeste Pereira. I keep talking about it for ages. Um, she is going to be talking about hypermobility. So if you feel like that might be you, then make sure to come along next week. And um, otherwise, I see you very soon. Bye, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I would be super grateful if, if you could leave me a five-star rating and review, which will help me to create lots more amazing content. If you have any questions or suggestions, reach out to me on Instagram at yogaberry.scoliosis or visit my website at www.yogaberry.net.